1: just going to die if they don't break the dedicated hitter to the National League.
2: We got fresh, <laughs> frozen strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's <laughs> hips do not lie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got a MF wagon. <laughs> like, let's be real.
1: <laughs> the Washington Nationals
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they
1: talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball
0: podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat, What has been a crazy week of baseball. We are looking forward to talking about it. I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at AWhite7877. You can follow my trenchant co-hosts, Nick and Ryan, on Twitter at DCNatJack and at HalfShackCaps. You can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. And it was brought to my attention on Twitter that I was neglectful in not mentioning at One Pursuit Takes and at M. Davis Taylor, who also are contributors to the podcast. So sorry I left you off last time, guys. How are you all doing? How's your week?
0: And I would just like to reiterate that whenever I host, I never fail to mention anyone. So just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Congratulations. That's excellent. Your mother must be very proud.
0: My mom doesn't talk to me. Um, what was the <laughs> word you use? Is it uh, trenches? The, the trenches. trenches. I mean, trenchants. Trenchants. I snipe people in trenches. I don't. Oh. Particularly go in trenches. Call of Duty jokes. All right. Oh, I knew you wouldn't I get see. it. So it's not funny when you have <laughs> well, to explain it. But I, I knew you wouldn't was, get. It. Yeah, I knew. For I was fact like, I didn't you think, think
1: you were so. a gun guy. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. the Call of Duty reference at all. Um, yeah some things are predictable like me not getting whatever crap you guys are talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some things never change it Keeps the same Some you know. things never change. Uh, some things um,
1: do change like this wacky ass baseball season we're having.
0: And it's still baseball and I still love it and whoever wins at the end of the season still the World Series champion.
1: Yeah. See, I'm even more, like, it's no surprise to listeners of this podcast that I was already on the, I will watch any baseball I can get. I love baseball. I'll watch it. I'll root for my Nats. But this ain't baseball. This is, I don't even know what this is. I'll enjoy it and watch it and get as much of it as I can before the inevitable ignominious end comes. But until then, we'll, uh, we'll just keep on keeping on. But this ain't baseball. And whoever gets called the World Series champs at the end of this, it it will not be the same to me. Asterisks for everyone.
2: Ryan, how's Finn? Um, I'm literally sitting here in my room just now realizing I left this food and water dish somewhere, so I was actually going to sneak off and go get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when he does that, Nick, you can tell us about your week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, i was going to say I'll just like segue into like my least favorite fruits. Uh, well, Ryan. There you go. All right, we'll get ready. Set, Hashtag
1: bananas are trash.
0: Get ready, set, go. Um, my week was good. Uh, can tell you what I did. I know my landlord came this morning to because our AC is. I mean, the AC is fine, but it just gets so hot. And I understand, you know, hot weather, heat rises, all that crap but it just was unbearably hot. And so he put new insulation in the attic. So hopefully that helped, but it took him like six hours. So I was just like chilling in the basement, doing nothing. Granted, that's normally what I would do anyways, but it's annoying that I have to stay there. But well, I guess I have to stay in the house anyway. So it was, I really didn't do anything different. Um, no fish updates, letting my tank cycle. Um, Still no fish actually. in the in the tank? So I have two catfish. And uh, I have a little baby shrimp and that's it. But I have room for more fish, but I'm letting, you know, these fish get acquainted until, you know, all the water levels and stuff are good. Uh, How was your week, Amanda?
1: My week was good. It was really busy, especially the weekend. I didn't have time to watch almost any hockey, which made me sad, but I listened to a lot of it on the radio because I was working. Uh, My son, my 20-year-old eldest child, had his wisdom teeth out this week. So it's been a lot of him acting like a baby and me babying him and giving him cold soft things to eat this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, not watching a lot of baseball like I would have liked. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't do much this week. Just well, my garden, I do have a slight garden update, which is that I've been too busy to harvest. So there's so much stuff that I need to deal with, like I don't even want to think about it. It's well, I gotta get out there and harvest stuff. (laughs) I've got like there's cucumbers and squash and peppers and peaches and nectarines and just like every day I come home I'm exhausted at the end of the day and it's just like staring at me from the trees and plants. So I should have gone out and done it when I got home tonight, but I didn't because I had a migraine earlier, and I just wanted to lie down <laughs> before we recorded tonight. So, did
0: you manage your here uh, we are. half cucumber, half zucchini like uh, Bill Libby said?
1: I do not have any of those, much to my chagrin. I have, I'm have i extremely jealous. I've never seen a – what did we call it? A zucumber, which it's I think a works perfectly. a zucumber,
0: but I personally like zucchini better. Uh, just Kukini my,
1: does have a certain yeah je ne sais quoi that I, I can appreciate. I think that's
0: a little bit better. I'm not trying to steal Bill's thunder, but uh, wow, well, you know, I mean, it was a
1: pretty, it's a pretty cool thing, and I don't have any of those. I did, however, early in the week harvest a metric shit ton. Sorry, I said a bad <laughs> word of um, chili peppers, and my dehydrator has been running for days, so I have like bags
0: full of dry peppers it. now.
1: Wow, that's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one. This is the kind of content people come to this podcast
0: for. Absolutely, you know, clever like plays on
1: words such yeah. as that. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. I'm not a not a very exciting week. Lots of work. It's the busiest time of the year in real estate, so I'm kind of overwhelmed with
2: work. But sure.
1: always Ryan, time to talk about baseball. <laughs>
2: Ryan, how's Finn? <coughs> um. Trying to fight him off my headphones right now. <laughs> going, like, buck wild on them. And, like, up. he just ripped it out of my ear. I, like, keep throwing, like, his toys. I'm trying to play with them and get off my headphones. But he's like, no, I want headphones. That's going to be Ryan's flu game here. That's yeah, I'm, I'm persevering. He keeps jumping <laughs> on my legs here. Like, it's going <laughs> mad. Like, Geeks threw me an incredible offer this week. so I've been, like, emailing them for the past three months. Because they're like, oh we'll contact you about your refund. And I told them, (laughs) hey, I want my refund in June. And then they messaged me in July. We're like, we'll give you a $420 ticket voucher. And I was like, I want my refund. And then today they emailed me and were like, before you confirm that uh, you want your full cash refund, what about we told you we could give you a $520 ticket voucher to use within the next 12 months. Normally, I would take that offer. And let me tell you, yeah, Very, next twelve months. Yeah, I mean like let's be honest, I'm we're not going to a sporting event within the next twelve months. Um the in the email they're like you can sit in your dream seats wherever you want. And I'm like, that's great. I just want my money back because I'm not going to a sporting it event. They will be in, in your dreams months.
1: because you won't be allowed to go <laughs> there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So what if we what you told
0: you we would give you a twelve hundred dollars ticket voucher for the twenty twenty All Star game in LA? <laughs> <laughs> which i was supposed i forgot to, to mention
1: that i got my nats refund today they uh, wow. they hit me back on yeah the full amount all the wow. way back today That's right. well yeah. i was yep.
0: i ordered my nats gold collection stuff on the 23rd and i just now got my tracking number meanwhile everyone else got their nice shiny gifts and i'm having to wait for mine so
2: yeah i got mine and mine you came in did Friday. you
0: call and do it to the store uh, I emailed them, but, yeah, they called me to, like, finalize it and oh, okay. all that stuff. And Ryan got his, and we ordered ours the same day through the store, so. Oh, favoritism. Yeah, clearly. I mean, Ryan's my favorite, too, so. Damn right. I yeah, can't blame them.
1: Who can blame him? I also got a refund today from British Airways, which I've been arguing with them about for months, because they canceled our flights to – I was supposed to go to Spain with my sister at the end of this month. And uh, <laughs> Spain won't let us in. Anyway, <laughs> but – um. <laughs> but even if they would, they canceled the flights, and they kept being like – well, they canceled – the best part was they canceled the flight from here to Malaga in Spain, but not the flight back. So they were like, well, we can refund you for the canceled flight. And I'm like, I can't come home from Malaga if you won't let me go to Malaga. It's like you can't – you're going to have to give me the money back for both of the flights. So anyway, today they finally
2: gave me a refund.
1: So I got a refund from British Airways and from the Nats in the same day.
2: Well, there's three What a happy countries. day
1: for my credit card.
2: Yeah, you can go to, what is it, Equatorial New Guinea in, uh, oh. Afghanistan oh. and um, Afghanistan yeah. and one other country. Oh, <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, Mexico.
0: Oh, I was thinking
1: Afghanistan. <laughs> I hear the desert is really nice this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. So anyway, we won't be going anywhere, but I'm happy to have gotten some refunds back finally.
0: Refunds hit differently. Especially from the
1: Nats. I didn't think it would happen. I thought they would drag it out more.
0: Yeah, defer it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I see what you did there. You're acknowledged. Thank you. you. I (laughs) I love (laughs) (sighs) acknowledgments.
1: All right. Well, um, sounds like everybody had kind of a boring week.
2: So that was was scintillating listening. listening. Hey, happy birthday. Apple to my eyes. Why
1: didn't you say something so we I could have like that.
2: at least <laughs> blown you up on Twitter
0: and you said have, Happy Birthday? You could have told me my birthday was three months ago and I would have believed you. Every day is the same. It's hot, it March, two right it's it's not not hot March two right now. It is hot March two right now. It's March March March. Did you
1: see that? Speaking of everything repeating itself, that there was it was all over the news this afternoon that they caught the first murder hornet in oh, Washington yeah. State.
0: Dude, and they said, said if they
1: they found it alive, they call it in a trap, they have to put a tracking device on it to try to, you know, follow it back to its colony so they can destroy the colony. Because if they don't destroy the colony by September, it they'll mate and make a bunch of new queens and a bunch of new colonies. So, that's cool.
2: I'm glad this DLC finally uh, downloaded. Like, it took oh, a while. Wow. They teased it, and it just mm, took way too long to come. To come out. Crap, I need to turn on my PlayStation.
0: Alright, let's do the weekend review so I can go turn on my PlayStation.
2: Yeah, and it's a
0: <laughs> looted
2: one. Uh a lot a lot
1: with Are we gonna get week. some keeping up with the Mets, I hope? The keeping, up with, keeping
2: the up with the Mets may or may not be returning. Can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. Alright, so let's get started. It was a bonkers week in baseball, and the biggest question right now is What's the bigger threat? Our democracy dying in front of our eyes or rob Manfred to the sport of baseball? Last week, we discussed that three Marlins tested positive for COVID. That number quickly skyrocketed to 19 by Tuesday. Marlins games were postponed for the week and players were told not to leave their hotel in Philly. Yesterday, all the sick Marlins took a 20-hour bus ride back to Miami a 20-hour bus ride with COVID does not sound very fun, and many healthy players were considering opting out. One healthy player did indeed opt out just so he could be able to go home and get out of the hotel. MLB was in full panic mode because on Sunday, they knew the Marlins had played at least three players who were positive at the time. Uh, Major League Baseball said in the offseason that there was no number for them to shut down the team. They were just going to take it day by day. It took three days for this to go to complete crap. Um, luckily the Phillies have not had any positive tests to date. Their games have been canceled through the week and they are scheduled to return on Tuesday, but it takes up to two weeks for someone to test positive after exposure. So please keep an eye on that for the next week. In response to this, Major League Baseball tightened up their COVID procedures, telling them they cannot leave the hotel while they're on the road. and. Um, all players must wear surgical not cloth masks when they are wearing a mask. They also announced that teams are going to be playing seven inning double headers when they have to make up games. Considering 20% of the league did not play this weekend there's gonna be a lot of seven inning double headers. This is also a reminder that the CDC told Major League Baseball they are not doing enough to prevent an outbreak. It took three days for Major League Baseball to have an outbreak. On Friday, two Cardinal players tested positive. The games against the Brewers were canceled. On Saturday, that number rose to six. And today, a report came out. They did not release the numbers, but they said the last round of testing was, quote, not good. If 19 Marlins was okay, I really want to know how many not good is. Um, Lorenzo Cain said, F this, I'm out. And he decided to opt out. Rob Manfred can now suspend players without pay or service time for electric sign stealing per the new rules that the MLBPA agreed to. Speaking of Manfred, he threatened the PA that if players do not get it together, shifting the blame, they will cancel the season. And he also told TV execs the plan for backup programming as a cancellation can happen as soon as Monday. In the weirdest news of the week, Blue Jays catcher Reese McGuire was arrested for pleasuring himself in public on camera. He is no Uh, longer with the team. Oh, (laughs) I missed that one. (laughs) I didn't didn't catch that either. TMZ, baby. Probably good Uh, I didn't catch it, though. Today, Shohei (laughs) Otani expressed discomfort in his pitching arm, and he is going to be sent for an MRI to the National League East where everything is on fire. In first place, we have the Braves who are seven and three. They're playing fantastic baseball on all sides of the ball. In second place are the two and one Miami Marlins who may never play baseball again as they're trying to find a way to find 19 healthy players by Tuesday. Third place are the three and four Nationals who took two on the road in DC from the Blue Jays. He dazzled and Juan Soto has been cleared to join the team. Fourth place are the 1 and 2 Phillies, who are still quarantining from their outbreak against the Marlins. And it's long rumored, the last place 3 and 7 Mets, keeping up with the Mets, has returned. Everyone's favorite reality show was a smash hit this week. The Mets had another late-inning meltdown. They gave up 5 runs to the Braves in the bottom of the 8th inning, losing 10 to 11. The Braves love collapsing and losing 10 to 11 against teams in the late innings. Shout out Kurt Suzuki. Then today was just weird. Um, in the morning, the Mets announced they traded for Billy Hamilton. Which, you know, who trades for Billy Hamilton? Then around game time, they released a statement saying that Jonas Cespedes did not show up to the stadium. This, the statement said they do not know where he is and they have not been able to come in contact with him. 30 minutes later, they said he is safe but they still do not know where he is. They have not had contact with him, but they could confirm to everyone he was safe. Just just process that one for a second. There were reports that they had not checked his hotel room at the time that the statement was released. When they did check his hotel room, it was completely empty and Cespedes was gone. And then it was reported that Jonas Cespedes did indeed opt out of the 2020 season. He told his agent and left. There is a report suggesting that there is a the finding moment between him and ownership that ruined the relationship and caused him to opt out. Considering the fact that the Mets tried to shame him for opting out, I, don't, I think that statement is uh, a little interesting. Never change, Mets. You are one of the worst-ran franchises in all of sports. This has been your Week in Review, brought to you in part by your local neighborhood, Chili's.
1: That was a bananas week in baseball. This is nuts. I missed a couple of the things you had thrown in. <laughs> Hopefully, well, I'm glad there's a few things I don't need to. I don't need in my brain. But yeah, it's um, it's just a little bit crazy to see. Like the thing that stands out to me is the Braves are in first place. They have played ten games, and the Phillies have played three. The Marlins have played three. The Nats have played seven. It's just so bizarre. Just, this, like I don't even know how you can had standings when everyone's played different numbers. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is crazy.
2: I mean, teams aren't aren't going to get to 60 games. Like, it's going to yeah. be Hunger Games style, just how many you get, you get until you die. Um, and they're just going to have to go by winning percentage like they did um, with that one strike. I can't remember the year, but not every team. Yeah. Well, 94.
0: It ended 94, and it bled into 95. But, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, not every team's going to get 60 games. I say we'll be lucky if, like, 10 teams play all 60 games. I was just going to say. Yeah, I don't even know
1: if it'll be that many.
2: It's
0: funny that they expanded playoffs from 10 to 16 this year, and they're not even going to get 16 eligible teams for the (laughs) postseason. because there's going to be so many COVID outbreaks. So it's like they're going to have a playoffs of, what, 13 teams maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's just crazy. And did I know they said – that run to your point that not every team is going to play 60 games but they will make the playoffs based on win percentage is there like a minimum amount of games they have to play because technically the marlins have a 667 <laughs> game percentage right now after three games so if they don't play
2: for the rest of the season then well i mean <laughs> i'm i'm assuming they're gonna like closer towards end of the year they're gonna decide how many games that is because if the marlins never play again I don't think they're going to let them in the playoffs by maybe Play one weekend. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're going to come out with what that limit will be.
0: It's just, the most annoying thing is obviously we knew, you know, uh, late June, early July when we heard a season was going to happen in, in some facet that things were going to be different. First and foremost, the number of games, and now you know, no fans, the actual rules of the game changing, or how the game is played per se. Is changing but the most knowing part is what they're making up on the fly like we got the expanded playoffs like well, maybe two hours before the first pitch of the first game um, it uh, was
2: announced during the first game <laughs>
0: right right um, well the agreement or the first yeah. round of agreement two hours before the first game now we're getting uh, the double header rule which yeah doesn't may not uh, like be to the joy of most fans, but it does make sense in this COVID world we're in. But, again, we got it a couple days ago after we've had, you know, 10 days of baseball. just doesn't make sense. Right, changing
1: rules in the middle of the season is pretty strange. Yeah, that's
0: the part that really annoys me, whether the rules are good or, you know, eye-rolling. Like, you can't change it in the middle of the season. Like, you should have – it just goes to show how little – uh, or non-existent well, like, the oh, plan yeah.
1: was. This whole thing is so fly by night. It it just Breath. feels like it feels so. Sh- I don't know, janky. I guess is the word. They
2: spent the entire four months arguing about money and trying to one up another, and just didn't focus on the health and like. The fact is, they went to the CDC and the CDC said this plan's not good enough. They didn't do anything. They consulted 100 other doctors and health officials and they all said the same thing. You're going to have multiple outbreaks on your hands. And they didn't do anything because their lawyers said it was fine. They listened to their lawyers instead of listening to the actual people know what they're talking about. And now we're seven games in and Major League Baseball is already threatening to shut down. So like, Rob Manfred did it to himself. And I also guarantee you if they shut down owners would be happy because six of them voted to uh, end the season before it even started.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's probably true. I just – the whole thing feels so – I don't know. It just feels so like they're flying by the seat of their pants. It doesn't feel thought out. It doesn't feel cohesive. It doesn't – I don't know. It doesn't feel like baseball. And I – like you said, I I love baseball. I will take what I can get. But this is not – I think there's about at this point, realistically, maybe a 15% chance they're going to finish the season. And even if they quote-unquote finish the season, I mean, what does that even look like? Teams haven't played the same number of games. You maybe decided by winning percentage. Maybe you've got you know you've got 16 teams in the playoffs. I don't know. You're playing with taxi squads, and I bet you another 30 guys have opted out by then. I mean, it's just a complete and total mess
2: there- of the season. They're a litmus test. Like, the entire sports world is 100% watching what's happening with baseball very closely. College college sports are trying to come back. The NFL is trying to come back. And they're going to start realizing what's happening with baseball is going to be 100 times worse for those sports. So, like, they're basically just a giant litmus test. And Major League Baseball is not going to cancel whatever they say. They're just going to keep rolling. Sorry, uh, Finn is attacking my mic right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, they're just gonna keep rolling and we're gonna have a world series where a top prospect is making his mlb debut pitching a game because 20 players got sick like this or is gonna happen or yeah something. this is gonna happen to every single team you have guys who aren't taking this seriously like they're all this is what makes no sense they're shoulder to shoulder in the dugout for three hours but then after the game oh no high fives like what what, what does that do like <laughs> I it nothing. The whole
1: thing is just so entirely absurd. And that's that's why I, I don't know. I just look at the whole thing. It, it seems like not only for baseball, but for sports in general, I'm watching this all unfold. Yeah, I player, don't you know? see how mm-hmm. there should be any sports. I missed sports terribly when we didn't have them, and I'm happy that I have things to watch. And the bubble sports seem to be pulling it off.
2: Well, yeah, that's you know. But for everybody horrible. else,
1: look, you, you look at 30, 30 cities in baseball, and it's been an unmitigated disaster already, sure to get worse. And think about college football. I mean, how many college football teams are there in the country? I don't even know the numbers. But it, I just – I can't see how any non-bubble sport can pull it off. And even the bubble sports are going to have a hard time, you know, because people will test positive, I'm sure. So far, the NHL looks like has had no, no positives, but they also spent all the months that they were off, like, figuring out a way to make well, they their also... playoffs work.
2: The NHL also made every single player quarantine for two weeks, and they literally told them if they violate that two-week quarantine, they're not allowed to play in the playoffs, which is smart. Threaten your players and they'll listen. Like, Major League Baseball is not doing any of that. And that's why there's reports that the Cardinals went to casinos, and that's why there's reports that the – the Marlins, Marlins went to strip clubs in Georgia, which, by the way, like neither of those have been confirmed yet. Um, Major League right. Baseball thinks they the Marlins got it on their Delta flight, so that's yeah. Except
1: a- I read that Delta says they have had no other reports from anyone else that anyone from their flights has gotten sick. So it's, yeah, like, which like, is that's a little which is CYA stuff
2: right there. Because I mean I don't know, like who knows how they actually got it? But they're like we've never had positive people flying our flights before. The Marlins fly in your flights. Like, they're positive people on your flights, guys. Like, just own it. I don't know. I, I think they went out, but...
1: Yeah, there's too much smoke for there to be no fire on that rumor, I think.
2: Do you think Major League Baseball should suspend players or Don Mattingly for knowingly playing players who are positive?
1: Yeah, or just make them forfeit the games. And I've seen a lot of arguments where they say, well, it's not fair to other teams who aren't playing these teams because they're not getting automatic wins. And I get that, but you have to do something. Just letting them screw up everybody else's schedule and force other teams to take long hiatuses like the Nats are this weekend and then play double headers because they wouldn't follow the protocols is absurd. You should just make these teams forfeit the games or either come up with 19 warm bodies that you can have as your team or you forfeit the game.
2: I think the funniest part was Major League Baseball was like, "Well, we didn't discuss a number. Um, basically, if the competitive integrity of the games on the line, and they're just like that doesn't count the Marlins because they're never going to be competitive because they right. have 19 you can't say Marlins players."
1: Competitive <laughs> in the same sentence, anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't know. This this has been a very exciting first week, in probably the worst ways possible for baseball. They had nothing but bad press this entire entire off season or break now it's it's all falling apart so yeah can we just take a
1: moment to talk about how fabulous it is that joe kelly was just unceremoniously oh wow
2: that
0: that happened this week completely forgot about that
1: yeah that didn't make it into your weekend review but holy crap that was hysterically funny and then there's been all kinds of stuff about the was it Yesterday, I think that Altuve got hit by a pitch and then took first and tried to steal second and got thrown out. And today, there was mm-hmm. some video of George Springer getting all frustrated and pissed off when he struck out. And it's just so much, so much happiness and goodness
2: from watching the, the Astros. The funniest part about the Astros thing um, is that Pregman, Correa, and Altuve—the three people who are the most smug about the entire thing against the uh, Dodgers had a combined one hit in the three game series. Uh-huh.
1: What is their um what is their strikeout percentage right now? I should have looked um, that up before it's the show. Like funny I wonder in comparison to previous years.
2: Well in previous years it was like five percent it was MLB records. Now it's a lot higher and all of them are batting like under two hundred.
1: Huh. Isn't that curious? It's curiouser and curiouser <laughs> that they're
2: um not also
1: they're flailing at a lot of breaking balls from the little bit that i've watched which they just weren't doing before it's so the odd. dodgers
2: announcers were trolling them for that which yeah, is I was, pretty I was funny let
0: say that the oral harshizer was just going yes. on them and it was <laughs> so funny
2: so good
1: so good I really feel like they are not getting the drubbing they deserve from fans. Like, they deserve to be just fans ridiculed and mocked. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's just they're not getting what they deserve from the fans. So I'm glad to see that they're getting what they deserve, at least from some opposing pitchers and some of the uh, the announcers who are stepping in and, in, in our stead to mock them for us.
2: Joe Kelly threw through the window on purpose to prepare for this moment.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> It didn't work for him. They still suspended <laughs> in eight games, which is eight games longer than any of those cheating so bastards stupid. got for their it, cheating that's bastards the
0: It's 22 games in a 162-game yeah. season. Like, come on. Yeah.
2: They were comparing they it to, like, other it. fights, like, actual fights, and players got less, which that's how many things happen baseball this week is that I went through the first three pages on Google, and that was not in there. <laughs> like well, that's how much a lot went down to
1: keep track of this week. I know it was a crazy week. All right, well let's do our little bit of rapid fire nat spat here. Nat spat. Nat spat. Just fun to say. Um two and two on um, the week, they're three and four overall now third in the east, although again, we're the Braves are, what do you say, seven and three and the Marlins are 2-1. 2-1. Yeah,
0: Marlins are in one second place still. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, with that 667 win percentage. All right, so Juan Soto, false positive. Sounds like he thinks this it was a false positive. I think sounds like it was. He had no other positive test and about a million negative ones.
2: Well, so this one was pretty interesting um, because MLB is using the saliva test, and the saliva test has already been proven to be incredibly inaccurate. Just go figure. Um, but also – is that you can't technically report when the player tests positive. The player can, uh, like, allow that, but other people cannot report that because of HIPAA. And so it took a long time for him to get the two consecutive MLB positive, te- I mean negative tests. And they're like, "Oh, he tested negative ten times. Why isn't he back?" If he tested negative ten times, but it took him until the ninth and tenth time that back-to-back negative test. There were some positives spread out in there that, like, they didn't report. So I don't know if it was a false positive, but they're not using the most surefire way of testing these guys throughout the season.
0: Yeah, that's a weird situation. It is, yeah, I agree with Ryan. It makes it seem like there's we're only getting partial information, some of the story. Um, but it sounds like after all that. It sounds like he's close to returning, which is the most important part for whatever amount of games we have left in this season. Uh, but it'll be nice to see him in action, in real action, uh, for yeah, a they, they while. Do. Yeah, maybe Tuesday, but
1: probably not because it's <laughs> going to be a hurricane, and we probably won't play. Right? <laughs> twenty twenty. Even Mother Nature really thinks that sucks. this season <laughs> is an abomination.
0: Twenty
2: twenty.
1: Twenty twenty. Okay, Max back.
2: Um, it was a good start. Sorry, I didn't yeah. cut you off, Nick. I was just gonna say it's a great start,
0: but the worst part of it is why the hell did Davy leave him in so long?
1: I don't know. Yeah, for the first well, like all the way through. He, could...
2: he he yeah. wanted to keep going because he knew he was gonna have seven days off before his next start, and now it's before the games got canceled. Now it's before the hurricane, so he yeah. knew he could go longer. Yeah, um, nice. he looked great. He needs to lower those walks. He's walking too many people for my liking. Uh, Max, you're washed, buddy. Sorry. Only goats walk less than three people to start, and you're walking four. So... Wow. Oh, no.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> the the words that come out of your mouth sometimes. I just, I just can't. I just can't. All right. Um, Strasburg returning? Sounds like it. I think they... I saw a report a today that he was today. throwing off the bullpen mound.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll see. I I mean, it's one of our Twitter questions or Twitter reactions, so I guess we'll save the majority of her of the extended conversation for then. But if he's back, but I'm I'd all for it. Yeah. But
1: But if he's having any kind of issues right. like this, whatever the hell this is, is not worth an injury to Strauss. Especially when it's so.
0: something like nerve related. You might wanna just let that sit and relax there, Chief. Yeah, probably so.
1: All right, our next topic for Nat's bat, Fetty. Um, quality starts. He has looked
2: I mean, dare I say, pretty good. He's looked in his like he's honestly looked good. Like I think his fastball velocity's gone up a little bit. His command looks better. Um, he went up against two pretty good lineups. I mean, the Yankees are probably the best lineup in baseball. Um and he has four hours four errors behind them looked good. Blue Jays have a tough young lineup with a bunch of really good hitters, and again, he pitched well, like even if he's only going out throwing five innings, that's completely okay in the short season because the rosters are expanded right now anyways and like,
1: yeah, he's
2: looked good. This is the first nats pitcher where I've literally watched and be like, "Is this development has he has he?" I
1: I feel like it's always
2: fool's gold. It's
1: like Fetty and Vos and Ross for years and years. You just watch them, and they're always just like, are they going to be good? No. Are they going to be good? No. And then maybe is, is this the year where one of them finally is good?
0: Well, his, uh, his girlfriend, wife, whoever she is, way too attractive for him to be a bad pitcher. So clearly, he, I'm glad he stepped up his game.
2: That oh, time. Good for
1: him. Nice work. I had Yeah, to on her, both ends. Nice. Good job, buddy. Whoa. Whoa. well that's good I hope that he keeps it up you know even I mean he's the fifth starter if you can get five decent innings out of your fifth starter then I'll take that all the time
0: promotion to the fourth starter here soon
1: (laughs) yeah that's a whole other topic (laughs) Yep. all right how about our three hole hitter Mr. Starlin Castro nothing makes me
2: more mad than the fact (laughs) that Starlin Castro is hitting third okay let's look at the. let's just look at the facts right here like, he just, I, his batting average is fine or whatever, but, like, all he does is get a base hit with two outs and nobody on. It's been a week, and he has zero RBIs. Um, him and him and Thames were supposed to replace Rendon's production, and I don't think, I think they have one combined RBI together. Um, they haven't been great. Castro should never bat third. Thankfully, Juan Soto's back this week, so he can go to six or seven like he belongs. But like
1: oh I was going to say, I was like, are you saying there's someone like you'd rather have in the three-hole <laughs> than Starling Castro? Do you what, Would you rather have Soto there? You oh, know, what's,
0: the, what's even worse is they signed him to be a middle-of-the-bat order. <laughs> or a middle-of-the-order you know, like, bat. Middle bat. Yeah, yeah, you know what I meant. It's 2020. I did. Give me a break.
2: I mean, no, the fact that, like, they looked at a guy who has a career 310 on base percentage and a career, like, 700 OPS, and they are like lick the hand, slap the wrist, there's our, uh, there's our Anthony Rendon replacement, guys. We did there it. There he is. I we got know.
1: him. Let's just call him Tony. It's fine. Um, <laughs> let me ask you guys this sort of aside from the, the spot in the order question. is Do you think he's going to be – what do you think he's going to be this season? It's such a weird season. Is he going to be more of like who he was the second half last year or more he, who he's been throughout his career? Well, what do so, you think
2: So far he's looked about who he's been his entire career. He gets base hits, he strikes out a lot, and he doesn't walk. Um, His RBI totals were always really low, and I know most people throughout his career has contributed that to the fact that he's been on some awful teams, and they're like, oh, well, maybe now that he's on the good team, that should increase. It hasn't. Granted, this lineup has been Awful this week. Um, they had a couple of games. Yeah, like this. This line's been bad. He's played in every game and still no RBIs. Batting third, which is rather concerning. But like, if he's batting sixth or seventh and he's just hitting base hits, that's fine. But the fact that he was hitting third and was only getting base hits, that's no boy now.
1: Yeah, agreed. Okay, let's talk about your boy. Adam Eaton, who Next. I believe has had a hit in every
2: game so far this season, and looks this one pretty me, good.
0: Put him in the show,
2: doc. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah? I mean, sucks. Um, there's no other way to look at it. <laughs> um, he's definitely taken HGH. No, like the the thing that's really annoying about this is that there's been times where I'm like. This son of a bitch is gonna make me say something nice about him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was thinking that this week as nice. I'm watching
1: the games. I was like, you know what? They're gonna have we're gonna have to say nice things about Adam Eaton on right. the show. And I know you guys dislike him personally, but he's been pretty
2: good. It's weird, like he stepped up when the lineup's been terrible. He's in like the one bright spot so far this week. And that makes me so upset to say. Like, I stick well, to my sticks until I die. Your
1: honesty is admirable.
2: Ugh, disgusting. Ugh. Next Ugh. segment, never talking about it again.
1: <laughs> okay, let's talk about the bullpen, which has been like topsy-turvy land down there. It's like the, A, the supposedly A-level relievers are struggling, and the supposedly B relievers have been looking really good. So let's start with uh, best friend of Half Street High Heat, Ryan Harper. Ooh, yeah. So, Nick, you wrote up this show, Doc, right? This came on I High Street High Heat and is now a Cy Young candidate.
0: <laughs> I mean, where where am I wrong?
1: Why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> well, technically Ryan laughed, so. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Continue.
1: Yeah, so um, Harper has looked really, really good. Rainey has, I, his arm's going to fall off because Davey hasn't thrown every damn night has looked really good, and um, why don't we talk about them first, because I'm not going to let Sean Doolittle in with the has looked really good group right now.
2: Harper's off-speed has looked so good. Like, oh, the curveball. His curveball is pretty. And like, if you can get a guy to two strikes and just bury that in the dirt, you're going to be pretty successful, and that's basically all he's done, and it's working really well, and that's something I personally love to see. Um, I hope it keeps up, because if so, it's going to be great, especially with Will Harris on the, D, uh, on the IL now. So that's going to be pretty fun to see. Um, Tanner Rainey, we said closer of the future. He's looked really good. His velocity has been down a bit, and I wonder if maybe something clicked with him or a coach. We're like, hey, take a little bit yeah, off your I'm, fastball, and your command will exactly. go up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I it, felt
1: like before he was a fireballer, but he had no command. Pitcher, and now he, he was a thrower, a little not a bit pitcher. off the velocity. Yeah, and, and he's looked like in such better command of his fastball. He's looked great. I'm really excited by what I'm seeing with Rainey right now. Yeah. And I love curveballs. It's my favorite pitch, and I can watch Ryan Harper throw curveballs all day Oh,
0: and A nice curveball is just the most aesthetically pleasing thing. It, it is it's, it's, so it's the pitch delightful. where you show like non-baseball fans uh, that like hitting a baseball is like, very, very difficult. Because like, if you... You show them, like, a 99 miles an hour fastball. Well, if it's a straight fastball, like Garrett Cole's fastball to, like, the untrained eye looks like it's easy to hit because it stays on a, like, straight plane. But a dirty curveball, yeah, good luck. Um, yeah,
1: good luck.
0: Well, one, Even the best
1: hitters in the world can't hit right. a really good curveball.
0: Exactly. Like, even Clayton Kershaw. God, curveball. Oh. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw arguably the best curveball ever. Well, I won't say ever, yeah. but... You I'm know, not a Clay Kershaw
1: fan, but, right. man, I can that curveball. In ball. our
0: era, certainly at least the most, like, recognizable curveball. He, up until last season in the playoffs, of course, um, he had gone, you know, like 11 years without giving up a home run on his curveball to a lefty. Like, it, it's just so, like, such a random that. That's stat. That's a
1: spectacular statistic.
0: Yeah, it's such a random stat. Um, one other guy I want to talk about before we get to do a little, like Amanda said, uh, we'll keep it on the positive note. Daniel Hudson looks pretty good, and they're Daniel Hudson looking yeah. real good. Yeah, they're they're trusting him to be the closer, and it seems like as much as he hates being a closer, he's like embraced it, and he looks good. He
1: does look good, and I know. I think I can't remember. We talked earlier, maybe in before the season started, about him maybe being a guy that might be due for a regression, but yeah. we're not seeing that at all. Thank right God. now, he in fact looks like maybe what happened last year where he kind of got forced into that closer role uh, maybe just bred some confidence for him because he looks to me like he's, he's not sweating bullets out there when he goes out. He knows his stuff can play. and I don't know, he looks really good.
0: It's um, much needed. Well, obviously it's much needed. You want reliable, capable arms in your bullpen. But especially with Will Harris not panning out, at least on the front end like we wanted him to, we needed Daniel Hudson to step up with Doolittle regressing, uh, who we'll get to in a second. Tanner Rainey has stepped up. Ryan Harper has been a blessing. But usually you want at least three, like, quote-unquote, go-to arms. And obviously Hudson's yeah. been our closer. So having the difference so between right two now, three. and three is, is night and day. It's huge. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh,
0: they have the, the second-best bullpen area that- in baseball. God, that's so weird.
1: That is weird. Talk about a weird, like, talk about different than last You're year. We are literally in
0: the upside down in 2020.
1: Yeah. As like I said, the bullpen is topsy-turvy land out there. I, uh, you know, we talked about velocity with Tanner Rainey. So speaking of velocity, let's talk a little bit about Sean Doolittle.
2: Yeah, man. So he, in his last outing, he was mixing up his pitches, which was great. He was kind of going to some of his other pitches. He wasn't throwing his fastball as much as he did. But the problem, again, was when he threw his fastball, he was sitting 89, 90 miles per hour. His outing before that, he was throwing 91, 92. And 89 is what he threw in the scrimmage when he was throwing harder than he, normally, than he was in the other practices. And you've got to ask, like, is his arm just dead? Like, does he just not yeah. have it anymore?
1: I hope that's not the case, but, and you know, I disagree with you a little bit where you said it was great. He was mixing up his pitches. And normally I would say if he's mixing up his pitches because he's confident in all his pitches, that would be great. But he likes to throw that fastball. And if he feels like he needs to go to his other stuff a lot, that tells me he's something's going on with his fastball. And obviously that velocity is oddly low and makes me wonder if there's an injury or if he's just, I don't know. I mean, I understand you have to ramp up, but, you know, other pitchers are throwing at their normal velocities, and he isn't. And I don't know. I'm very worried. I I want Sean Doolittle to be Sean Doolittle, but right now I don't don't see how you can put him out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is – this is terrible to say, but there is good news to this is that this is happening in his free agent year. So if, like, this is truly it, like he has some injury or something that's hanging over that's impacting him – or maybe, like he said, you know, last year he said his arm was dead, and he went to the IL, and maybe he just hasn't truly recovered from that. The good news is this is his like free agent year, so you don't have anything long term and a lot of money into it, which is the good news. The bad news is like we remember when he traded when they traded for him. This bullpen was a dumpster fire, and he held it down. And which is funny when they traded for him. His first outing, he was throwing ninety seven. So look how far he's come just from that first outing when they traded for him to now. It's been and that what, was
1: was two that and three half years? years
2: now? I think three. Yeah. 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 I mean, great guy. I love Doolittle. Um, nicest guy, great off the field, he's a likable person, him and his wife. Like, I just want him to be fine, but I feel I want like him to are, be
1: fine too. I really, really want him to be okay.
2: Like these are just questions that I like I feel like we need to have, and like obviously the Nats know more than we do, and I feel like they're having these questions behind the scenes, considering the fact that he pitched in what the seventh inning the last time he went out there. So like they're aware of this. Um, Just got to. I'm sure they're
1: more aware of it than anyone. Yeah, yeah. I just I hope he can get it back together.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's very weird for me, and I'm sure for Ryan too, to. Actively root for somebody when they're failing on the <laughs> Um Like no, it's so out of character and, for you guys You're usually like a, get I mean, the garbage even,
1: out of here Yeah, even
0: yeah, like, Ryan Zimmerman like we completely turned on Ryan Zimmerman through his struggles And he was a face is the face of the franchise, you know uh, So the yeah. fact that we're actively rooting for Doolittle. I mean it takes a lot for us. So congrats
2: Ryan It's a big moment. Yeah. Congrats You guys are like the real boys <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm a <your> boy! <laughs> You're a real boy. Um, okay, so that's a depressing one. Let's move on and talk about Carter Keboom, who's something of a, a mystery wrapped in an enigma.
2: Yeah, him him not playing was just a complete waste of time. I know they said, oh, it's the groin, but the DH exists for a reason, and considering the fact that Eric Thames wasn't hitting, just put him there. But, like, they're 3-0 in the games he starts, and his bats looked pretty nice in those three games yeah he's
1: he's had some good moments at the plate he
2: just he needs consistent playing time like if he's going to be who they think he is and that is your franchise third baseman he needs to be in the lineup every single day getting live rep and live action and like even if he struggles you got to keep him in there you can't afford him to just not play
1: i honestly think this season is a not going to finish and even if it is b doesn't I don't consider this a – world. even if you win the World Series, I don't consider it to be
0: all that legitimate a World Series. So, to me, I don't care.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. In a season like this, just put him out there. Let him play every day. It doesn't really matter. But you're going to get the kid a whole lot of at-bats, and you'll see what you've got. I think if he is the third baseman of the future, and I still hope he can be and think he can be, then you got to just let him play every day. I don't want to see aging veterans getting at bats when K-Boom could be getting them. Right. Yeah. Not in a season like this.
2: I also have to buy his jersey because his brother tweeted me when I said <laughs> I was going to buy his jersey. So um, that's coming soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. DHGate. DHGate. $30 jersey. Not Spencer because Spencer blocked me.
1: I still wanna say before we leave the subject of Keeboom that I still think it's absolute malpractice that if they weren't gonna play him they didn't just keep him in the keep him down for one extra week yeah, so they had I mean. another year of control. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Makes no sense.
1: Just so uh, so, so stupid.
0: But with Keeboom, it's the Nats fans argument from Michael A. Taylor, oh if you give him regular at bats then he would get it together. The reason we know Michael A. Taylor stinks is because he got regular at bats when he was He's also
2: twenty nine. So right, he
0: got the many starting job. Years yeah, he I got the starting job for like three straight opening days, and he sucked, and he still sucks, so we know what we have, and to Amanda's point, you give Harder Kibum regular at-bats, you're going to find out one way or another what you have, whether he's, you know, someone you can build around or incorporate into future plans or someone you just need to, you know, pull the plug and, you know, take the loss, bite the bullet. And chip him off. Or, or let it be you know. a bench
1: bat if he's never right. gonna be somebody you can count on as an everyday like just know what you have. you he's been right. your number one prospect. God, if he's a bench bat, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna be so mad. And <laughs> and they, they I know I'm no gonna be to JT JT too, but because <laughs> yep.
1: of him. I know. I know, right? That would oh, I don't even want to think about it. It makes me so upset. <laughs> But I don't know. I just feel like if, if that's what he is, if he can't be trusted defensively, I don't know. You know, if that's what it turns out, like the kid's got a good bat, but he sucks in the field and you can't have him be your everyday third baseman, especially now the <clears> third <throat> baseman of all positions, then you need to know that. And this is a perfect year to find out. With with Taylor, I feel like, do you remember when Dusty was here in his second year and he was telling him, like, this is your last chance, kid. I'm like, yeah, last I feel like chance, Taylor's going to be 30. here forever. And he has some great moments. Yes and that he really does. He's he's had some cool moments,
0: but like Michael I don't Taylor understand the... is the Starling Castro. He only produces in meaningless <laughs> bats. Like he hits a home run when we're already up seven two. He hits a home run in the World Series. Yes, while well, cool. We are already up what six two or whatever it was in the moment. He only produces in meaningless at bats. He doesn't come through in the clutch. He stinks. He sucks. <laughs> And I'm tired of Nat's fans just like, treating him like he's this goddamn. I'm just tired of this man.
1: Bitch, we're talking to you right now. We're talking to
0: you. Bitch is so (laughs) dumb. Like you're either lying to yourself or you're just completely delusional. Like 2020 has gotten the better of you and you just need to check into a mental hospital because Michael A. Taylor is not a quality ball player. I'm sorry. Like it's, I'm not even sorry. Like you're just lying to yourself. And rant. (laughs) And rant. And rant. Well, that's a perfect segue.
2: (laughs) We're going to let Finch call in one week, and it's going to be her just yelling at Nick the entire time.
0: (laughs) I know. It'll make my (laughs) arguments with Nick pale in comparison.
2: (laughs) It'll just remind me of my childhood. It's fine. Oh,
0: Oh. Wow. Got a little get a little deep on here tonight. Well
1: that's a perfect segue into our old DC overreaction segment. And uh, Finch is down the list a little bit, but we're gonna we're gonna bump that on up. So Finch had two overreactions for us. And the first one was, Have you met our Lord and Savior yet? And I believe it was a picture or a gif of Taylor. It
2: was it's a picture of Michael A. Taylor's face on Jesus because I made myself Shaq Jesus. Um, and put my logo over Jesus. Um, it's not sacrilegious. It's sacrilegious. Um, So there's a difference, but this is just it's just I don't even have the words for this Finch um, This is just unreal. He has two hits this year and they're both home runs Like his value is outfield and that means absolutely nothing because they have Victor Robles in center field and like what? What's his value? Like let's be honest. Um, that picture, I am reporting it because it is offensive, and I don't even have, I don't even have words for it. Just And for just, theft, just for just theft,
1: end. idea theft. <laughs> Can I just <laughs> say, though, that there are so many funny Michael A. Taylor moments. My favorite one, I think that it's currently my favorite, and I suspect will stay my favorite, is the end of the Dodgers game no, after no, Howie's Grand no, Slam where no, he catches the ball
0: and he just no, picks
1: it up like, hey, no. guys.
0: Nope. I'm like, no, <laughs> no celebration or anything. He ruined that moment. No. He that moment. How he didn't ruin you that love... moment. Nothing no, could ruin that moment. No, ruined that moment. How much do you love Daniel Hudson yeeting his glove in pure ecstasy, pure excitement? I love that too. Just advanced, I can love both. You're not me. No. Michael A. Taylor ruined that moment. You guys are like—it was pretty glorifying. Funny. Glorifying. It these, didn't these ruin it for me. I'm sorry, you had your moment ruined. That he's like, Matt you know, doesn't have that kind of power over me. And he, can't ruin stuff. But he just sucks. He sucks. There's nothing enjoyable about him. <laughs> he doesn't know the outfield <laughs> celebration, so clearly he doesn't care enough about his team and his teammates <laughs> to learn the uh, celebration to properly celebrate and give the fans joy. No, he doesn't care. He's a selfish player, and he sucks. I'm just, Selfish I'm tired player. Of him. Oh come on! In
2: I, I,
1: conclusion, I, I Nick will Matt, say thats the.
2: <laughs> I will say Michael Taylor's value is defensive-wise. It hurts me watching him play, and I wouldn't get like feel this way about him if Matt Spanson act like he was Mike Trout, fantastic defensive <laughs> outfielder. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's like not if even you're... the
0: best defensive outfielder on his team. Like, like
2: shut up. If you're a great defensive outfielder, it's fine. You don't have to be good at offense because it's such a premium position. Look at JBJ. But I don't know. Just the way everyone just loves him rugs me the wrong way.
1: What, how did you feel about Espinoza, who had the same kind of issue? Like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But
2: People liked the Espinoza.
1: So good. In the, I liked like him He had for, an
2: incredible glove. Oh, no. Okay, so here's the thing. He was – He's a second baseman. That means nothing. There's two, sorry, three positions on the field where if you're an elite defender, it doesn't matter how your offense is, and that's shortstop, center field, and catcher. Those are the like prime positions on the field, and if you're a great defender there, it's fine. But like being a great defender at second, that means nothing. Uh, Danny Espinosa, you're poo-poo.
0: I was rooting for Danny wow. Espinosa for a great while, deal. but then I realized then – I received new information by seeing him and I changed my opinion like people should do for Michael Taylor. They see that he <laughs> sucks you they need to change when- their opinion to reflect that he sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when was it that he went on that like crazy tear Espinosa and was like nationally player of the, the week and everybody was like, including me, was like, Benji and Desmond and play Espinosa. He's finally figured it out at the plate. Well, that one season I he wanted was it starting to be shortstop,
0: true. like I wanted hit that for him, but he just didn't ever pan out. And then yeah. there was some weird story, like he was kind of like a dick when he left Nats and signed somewhere else. I can't remember the exact story, but there's some weird fallout with him.
2: It was funny wow. because I remember before the Dodgers series, I said, don't play Danny Espinoza; He sucks. And someone's like, he's the eight-hole hitter. How's that going to hurt you? And I said, it's going to hurt you. It's the playoffs. Every batting order spot matters. In game one, Danny Espinoza struck out in the sixth inning with the bases loaded. And the Nats lost because of that. And I tweeted the person who argued with me like 18,000 times after that because I was right. Okay. It was so <laughs> glorious. Oh, you're so petty. I love it. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I knew I was right. And he kept showing me these weird graphs. I was like, okay, that's fine. And I just said, like, Danny S. knows noses, offensive numbers. I was like, they don't lie. Okay. Moving on.
1: Moving on. Bring Back Beagle says, <laughs> oh, God, we can't get away from Matt. Matt leads the team in home runs. That is not good. Just, <laughs> I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's just a perfectly
0: just, reasonable reaction. Fact. That is not that's good. That's just fact.
2: So um, spin yeah. Spin
0: zone, it's nice that we're not relying on the long ball so much, but reality, it's because we can't hit the long ball.
2: So. He's tied for first with two, which is kind of sad because Aaron Judge has homered in five straight games, and our team leader has two. <laughs> yeah. It was like
0: that one year, uh, I think it was like 2010, Lastings Millage led the team in home runs with 13. Lastings Millage. <laughs> wow. What a goat.
1: It could be worse. I heard today yeah, that have, the uh the Mets got ten hits in their game today and didn't score a single run, so they could use a little bit of oh, the're not getting the it.
2: Mets are a disaster right now what what happened
1: yeah didn't someone pick them to win the division? Who was that
2: like a lot remember. of people actually. <laughs>
1: I need someone here on this phone call.
2: Well, the team you picked to win the division, Mike Lake Taylor has the most home runs on their team. So how's that looking? <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure I actually picked the Braves when we were doing our real picks.
2: <laughs> the team I picked hasn't played in a week because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and the team I picked
0: like blew up before the season even got started. So.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We're we're <laughs> Matt in a thousand. Okay, we have a one bit. more Matt one. Why are we so much Matt tonight? Matt um, Eric Thames says, "Why does it feel like Matt is going to be on this team until he retires?"
2: So here's the thing about <laughs> it's Michael Taylor. So true. He's gonna have like a good week where they're gonna be like, "Oh man, we can bring him back for cheap. He's he's good. You know, it's gonna be such a value play, and we're gonna be stuck with him. He's gonna be like 45 years old and look exactly uh-huh. the same, like some 20 year old, and everyone's hey, he gonna be like, He's young.'" Age. You know, he looks so young. And everyone's like, oh, he's young. He just needs to develop. When He's going to be like 39 years old.
1: He's 29 now, right? Like, everybody's like, he just needs to figure out the plate. He's 29 years old.
2: And Finch, I know you're listening to this. Um, Please save all your thoughts for when you call in on the show before Monty.
1: That is not going to happen. Those thoughts (laughs) are going to spill out on Twitter. There is no way that they will all be saved up for the phone call.
2: Um, There's like going to be some
1: rage w- tweeting when this, when this episode gets no, It was like oh,
2: when wow. she, she tweeted me about Michael Taylor, I was like, he sucks. And like 10 seconds later, he had a home run, which was really funny.
1: That was hysterical. I was watching she, that, and it was like the perfect timing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I brought this upon myself <laughs> because I, like, it's like Ryan knows this all too well. When you're arguing with someone on Twitter, the first thing you do – Ryan, what's the first thing you do when you argue with someone on Twitter?
2: Um, you check their um, – you uh, check their profile and look through their bio to see if yep. there's any uh, personal information you can obtain.
0: Exactly. So I've essentially shown Why the you that
2: to argue? To use a Weakness. weakness. Uh, yeah, you're
0: showing weakness. I have shown my weakness that Mike L.A. Taylor triggers me, and now <laughs> our, our questions are being flooded with matched uh, up, and I am yeah, but like debate bait and getting triggered.
2: The greater point is when you're arguing with someone on Twitter, you don't show your trigger. Once you do, oh,
0: God. It's yeah, over. It's over. It's you over. Can, you lost the argument at that point.
2: Yep, because they know how to get under your oh, skin, and they're going to keep hitting at it. It's like that's, why you, that's so why you point out Twitter something. Twitter is just like arguing
1: Twitter. with your siblings when you're a kid. You can't let exactly. them know
2: something exactly. pisses you off,
1: exactly. Because then they'll just keep doing that it's thing. Like, yeah, I don't really argue with people on Twitter, so this is, you know,
2: that's a good thing. I live for it. It's it's like Chop on Corey, um, that weird no. Braves fan who made a Nats account, yeah. and I said he was a freak for it. Um, I told him to spend time with his kids and he told me I was like a terrible person for that. And I was like, mm. So I, I literally told him, I was like, don't put it in your bio. Anything in your bio is fair game. He took, his, he took that out of his bio and I was crying laughing because I won.
0: While we're talking about Twitter spats, I just have to give a quick shout out to uh, Montgomery Davis Taylor for a- absolutely burying he who should not be named this week. And it was hilarious as a highlight of my week. So thank you,
1: Monty. <laughs> a kind shout out to Monty. I love it. All right, we've got the next one here. Is at Hote P Jones says Scherzer is in a slump. That's his overreaction.
2: Um, first of all, she's a she. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Well, I is, don't know the account she's just from looking very, at the names.
2: So. Yeah, no. Sorry. She she's very nice. She tweets me all the time. Um. I tweet out, like, Scherzer was in the slump, and she, like, tweeted me, like, a winky face after that, I believe, because then he had, like, the greatest start of, like, his life entire life. life this year against the Blue Jays. Brian so, Schell yeah. <laughs> winky faces at him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, winky
2: this, faces. No, that's pretty funny. I hot, I hot. That's a good one. Troll job.
0: <laughs> Do
1: you guys think they should have worn the Montreal jerseys while they were playing the Blue Jays? I really think they should have. That would have been awesome.
0: It ain't that deep.
1: I know, but it would have been cool. I feel like when else are you ever going to wear those jerseys? When do they
2: do anything cool?
0: That would have that been was, fun, right? They won
2: the World Series. That was pretty cool.
0: No, I mean that like, was cool. I enjoyed when, that a lot. When is it like an <laughs> organizational ah? Yeah, never for them to do something cool. Never.
1: Yeah, I just think that was a missed opportunity. It would have been super fun.
0: I have plenty of missed opportunities. See Bryce Harper and Anthony Rendon. <laughs> wow.
1: We're going there. All right. We don't have time for that conversation. So let's move on. At National Post says the Braves are going to run away with the division. This is not an overreaction.
2: Yeah. No, that's just facts. Um, they're going to win the division by like 30 games and we're only going to play 33. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I had them. Well, we did our season predictions prior to the expanded playoff news breaking. Uh, but them, ha- me having them missing the playoffs, one was due to Freddie. I didn't think Freddie Freeman was going to play this year because he almost died. And next thing I know, he's showing up to, to practice. Um, and two, was just wish of thinking. I mean, the Braves are, they're not good, but they're just the most stable no, team. No, I think they're pretty good. They're, the, they're, just, they're, no, they're just the most stable team in the NL East. The Marlins got COVID. They, gave they it beat to the, the teams they should beat. The Mets are melting down, and the Nats don't know how to, like, retain talent or develop And they
1: talent. don't get to play anymore because
0: of hurricanes and teams with COVID. All the Braves have had to do for the past three years is just finish a season. And that's the absolute truth. But fun
1: fact, World Series championships, way more fun than division championships, can confirm.
0: (laughs) Or winning, you know, polls on Fox Sports Twitter.
1: Right. Congrats. Congrats on that, guys. Great job, everyone. Okay. At One Lovely Lady C has a couple of reactions for us. Um, first one is, I would shut Stephen James Strasberg down for the season. She always says Stephen James Strasberg. I know. Batman.
2: That's funny. No, <laughs> um, no reaction. I agree. We talked agree. about no, that last week. No, we've been
1: talking about that for a couple of weeks now. Yep. Yep, I agree. I think if there's any question at all, if he's totally fine and there's no more of this and his hand feels totally normal, then cool. Go ahead and do your thing, but if there's any lingering anything going on with him, they should just shut him down. This season is a damn travesty, anyway.
0: Big facts.
1: Uh, two from her is I would play Carter, keep him at third every game, no matter the record or standings or any of it. Again, we've yeah. already discussed that. We all facts.
0: big facts. Got to know what you, gotta, what big you big <laughs> yep.
1: got, what you have. Yep, got to figure it out, and no better time, no time like
0: the present. They also have the highest okay. on the team, so you know.
2: So That helps. Well, you that, missed uh, I... you missed one more from Finch. Did I? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh I did. Back. I
1: see. Okay, one more from Finch. The new seven-inning <laughs> doubleheaders are total pitchers hitting and total. Did we miss a word here?
0: Oh, she said shit, so I put uh-huh. pitchers hitting <laughs> in there instead. I see exactly what happened the there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's another reason if by some miracle this season gets a, quote, champion, unquote, they won't be a real World Series champ. Speaking of big facts.
2: So I feel like Finch was like mad for how much we slander Michael A. Taylor on this podcast. So she was like, how could I write a question? That I know for a fact that Ryan and Nick will strongly disagree with. And she went with the champion not being real. So I kind of uh-huh. I tip my hat. To She's that my one. people. <laughs> i I tip my hat to that one
1: doesn't like bananas so.
2: um, I say overreaction um, I don't really oh, think the signing doubleheaders is going to matter
1: Sour grapes to continue with the fruit No,
2: it's sour thing. bananas
0: <laughs> Oh, it's just dumb It's a level playing field It's fair for everyone No one gets a fair advantage You guys are just, you know
1: um, How about the teams that get to play fewer games? That seems like an unfair advantage Well,
0: well that, They're they going to play fewer games because their people are dying that has nothing to do with singing. Right, but my the point is it's not Amanda. a level
1: playing field. Teams are playing. Some teams have outbreaks and are playing with their taxi squad, and some teams are playing fewer games than yeah, others. on what teams, world is, is that, that a level a playing field?
0: Seriously, and following the proper protocols, you get to play more games. Unless you put into they come it.
1: into contact with a team that isn't, and then.
2: Then they're not going to be playing it. Just, more games, are they? Like
1: the Phillies, who are not able to play because they played the Marlins. Like, it's just. I don't know. Uh, Level playing field. It I ain't. would have
0: to think they're gonna like Amanda. You said uh, early in the show they're gonna retroactively like mark those games as as forfeits. I would. I would think, but who knows? You're just not gonna down. be able to
1: make up this many every day that goes by with all these postponed games. There's just no time to make. them so Philly's
0: gonna make the playoffs with like twelve forfeited wins. <laughs> Or wins, and that's that the other thing like how
1: is that fair because a bunch of teams like the Phillies let's say the Marlins miss a whole ton of time or the Cardinals do and the teams get some other teams that they were supposed to play a lot get a bunch of forfeit wins and other teams in other divisions don't have any forfeit wins it's just not a level playing field I understand we're doing the best we can with the situation that has presented itself but it's not in any sense a fair and equitable season for all teams it just isn't
2: yeah, well, that's a challenge of playing during a pandemic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you did it to yourself. Yep, never
1: a dull moment. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last segment, which is our one big takeaway from this week. Uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off?
2: Yeah, so my big takeaway, um, Aaron Judge is healthy, and it's absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, when he's healthy, he's a top-ten player in baseball. If you disagree with that, look at the fact he accrued a 6.3 war in 100 games. That's absolutely stupid. Also, sign up for MLB TV. Absolutely love it. I highly recommend. The blackouts are annoying. I mean, I don't want to watch the Orioles anyways, but it's pretty cool to have like four games up on your TV and just be able to watch all the games throughout the day, which is pretty dope.
1: Quick segue on yours there. Do you think he'll stay healthy? you have a, You're a judge? He's no, he's gonna... like, no, yeah.
2: he's, he's too big. Yeah, he is. Too big, big. Like big and small players just can't stay healthy.
0: Okay. Next, what's your big takeaway? Um, Mine's a little bit different from weeks past. It's just like, and they're a division rival, so, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time feeling sorry for them or whatever. But at what point do you start feeling sorry for, like, Mets fans and just the Mets in general? (laughs) Mm,
1: I'm there. I'm there. I feel sorry for them. It's a hard thing. I'm not saying
0: the owners don't bring it upon themselves. I think that's very much the case. But like, damn! <laughs> it just man, Like we complain about deferred money. We, I mean, granted, like the Nats have lost two. I mean, skins are brave. Players. <laughs> I'm just sticking to baseball. But yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, the Nats have lost two what top twenty-ish players in the past two years, so we have reason to to you know complain and whatnot. But the Mets, man. They have it something fierce. They're always going to be little brother to the Yankees. Like, that's just, you know.
2: The thing for handy, them.
0: But it's just crazy. It just never
2: ends. It's like, it's not normal stuff. Like no, it's not. We just no, it isn't. It reminds me of being
1: a Redskins or Washington football team fan. Like you, so (laughs) much weird stuff. Like I have great, well, I have great sympathy for Mets fans because having been a Washington fan my whole life and put up with this franchise, the Washington football franchise, for this much time, you feel for that, like weird crap, embarrassing. You not just you can't just suck. Like if you could just suck, I could live with that. But like all of the weird, completely. And my grandmother, who loved, loved baseball, she died like seven years ago now, she was a huge Mets fan. She grew up in New York, and she was a huge Mets fan, and oh, how she hated being a Mets fan. She was like the biggest <laughs> Mets fan I knew who hated being a Mets fan
2: so much. Every single Mets fan. And it's fan so much worse now. <laughs> and,
1: like, <laughs> I feel like it's worse now than just... it's ever been.
2: We just passed the one-year anniversary of the famous incident where Mickey Callaway threw a chair at a player in the locker room. Right, it's stuff like that, like Noah Syndergaard telling the team doctors there's nothing wrong with his arm, he doesn't need MRI, then being out for the year. Um, a player and Mickey Callaway threatening to fight a reporter. It's just it's not normal stuff, and And like I feel so bad for them.
0: What's even worse is like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, for instance, (laughs) the Browns have sucked forever so you know what you're getting there's no like yeah i guess there's hope now because their their outlook they've is been a little bad bit better for so long but they've been they've bad for so long with zero hope zero playoff appearances that like you just know what you're getting. But then you get yeah. the Mets, and they're randomly good, like, every five to seven years. Feel like they won the not- they damn World Series, World Series not yeah, that long ago. The playoffs. In 1985. Right. Even after, <laughs> even after you lose the World Series in 2015, right? You ha- As a Mets fan, I'm sure you had to have been so optimistic on that. Look, the rotation full of aces was a thing, like Harvey, mm-hmm. DeGrom, Syndergaard. Mets and Wheeler like that's on paper a very very good rotation and then
1: everybody the the analysts every year they're like oh it's going to be the Mets this year that rotation if it can stay healthy and then you know what are we two weeks into the season and it's just a
0: dumpster fire what a trade that every other pitcher basically just never pitches well again. In exchange for DeCrom being the best pitcher on the planet, like <laughs> I mean, yeah, some kind of winning. weird. Yeah, silver lining question mark.
2: Right. Right. And like the whole David Wright, everything that went down with him. Oh. Is, oh,
0: yeah, that was for
2: so years. Bad. He was like on the bench for seven years. Loyal as hell, though. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, I, I me, uh, have some respect for Mets fans, but I do feel bad for them. Yeah,
1: because suffering through that, like if you can stay a fan, good on yeah, you. Yeah,
0: good on. All you. All right,
1: so my my one my my one big takeaway for the week is actually more of a question, maybe for you guys, but is Cody Ballinger just not what everybody thought he was? I feel like he's I, I've been just saying at, it for years. So that's
2: that's that's a a great topic. He's, um,
1: in, I, he's 150, He's one fifty two oh nine two fifty. is his flash line right now.
2: So this year it's interesting because if the season ended today we would have the lowest league-wide batting average in OPS in MLB history. The hitting is lagging big time right now. But Cody Bellinger's first half last year was, oh sorry, first two months older. was yeah, unreal. Older. Like, he was putting up godlike numbers, and then the rest of the season, his numbers weren't that great. And right, just... and forget
1: about playoff numbers, because you don't even want to talk about that.
2: Yeah. I think, like, I, I think Cody Bellinger, I think he's going to be great. I still think he's a really good player, and his versatility adds to that. But he's kind of showing that track that the Dodgers have a lot, where they'll just pull up this person, and he'll win Rookie of the Year. Corey Having Seager. One, Corey Seager. They have, like, the most Rookie of Years, like, by a long shot so you can go down the list. But can't
1: sustain that success. They have, like, Mm -hmm. that
2: insane year, but, like, it doesn't matter because it's the Dodgers and they just pull 30 of them up every year and they can't sustain it. Like, I think he's still going to be great, but I don't know. I think that's a conversation. I think he's going to be very good.
1: I'm not prepared to say great. I just feel like he's got all the hallmarks of a guy who's going to be so tantalizingly not quite what you thought he could be. Like, he'll never quite live up to the – the hope that everybody had for him. He I'll take,
2: like Trey Turner.
0: Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, and or we'll leave it at this. Or
1: Bryce Harper. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to call it. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to
0: talk about that eventually. But no, Cody yeah, Bellinger. But I
1: do think that he's oh uh, he's God. he's gonna be a disappointment just because his expectations were so high.
0: Yeah, Cody. <laughs> Cody Bellinger. He should not have won the MVP last year. Uh, I think it should have gone to Christian Yelich, but he only won because of his... He was team. healthy. Yeah, he won a gold glove in center field. So very good center fielder, and Ryan pointed out his versatility, very good. But I think that's all he ever will be, at least again, is very good. I don't think he's going to be that perennial MVP candidate, you know, in the discussion for, you know, best player in baseball or anything like that, right? a 2nd place player great. in baseball.
1: I think Yelich got robbed because of the injury. Big he yeah, he was hurt. won last year.
0: Big time. But, you know. That's that was a lot but of even time for the awards. Hurt. Yeah, over oh, and done with it. He should have won anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You guys got anything else? Are we good?
0: Nope. Bye, bye, boo. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, we really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at White 7877 You can follow Ryan at DCNATJACK. You can follow Nick at Half Shack Cap. You can follow opt at one pursuit takes and monty at m davis taylor you guys have a great week and we will catch up again soon
0: later there's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the potomac a new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents the nationals are smashing balls so that's the commentator who has the cause has the wall to we'll see you later You better tell your senator was are and the competitor for sent to set-